All right, when we left off, uh, we were in the middle of chapter 16, The Starving Roamer, and we are on the road with Maddie, Casper, and Lena, and we learned a little bit about Maddie's background and how she came from this really rundown town and how she escaped out of the town by uh, kind of running away with Casper and um, because she thought she could like go traveling with him, be a roamer with him. But now we're kind of sensing that there's a little trouble between them, maybe a little tension. Um, maybe they're not as they don't like each other as much as they originally thought. And so we're in the middle of the chapter and we are going to pick up where we left off in the middle of chapter 16, The Starving Roamer. Here we go. On the third day, near evening, they saw a truck coming toward them from a great distance away. They were on a long, straight road with few trees or buildings to block their view, just the dry brown grass and a few ancient fences leaning over and flocks of birds rising, swooping through the air and fluttering down again. Up ahead came this dark dot, toiling forward. In twenty minutes or so, the two trucks drew near. Lena stood behind Casper and Maddie, looking forward. This roamer looked poor. He had only one ox, a shaggy, sway-backed animal, and on his truck there were only two crates, not four, as on Casper's. The man himself was almost as shaggy as his ox. His hair was long and his beard lay like a hairy brown bib against his chest. As he came closer, he stood up on his truck and shaded his eyes with his hand, peering at them. Watch out for this one, Casper said. Could be a bandit. Looks bad and mean and dangerous. When the other truck was 20 or 30 feet away, its driver suddenly hauled on the traces. His ox veered and the truck turned sideways so that it blocked the road. Lena couldn't tell if he'd done this on purpose. His movements were jerky as if something was wrong with him. He climbed down from his truck and stood in front of it, his neck tucked down and his shoulders hunched as high as his ears. His eyes glittered in his hairy face. He stood there like that, saying nothing, waiting for them. Casper stopped the truck. He stood up and leaned forward. Out of my way, you ragged wretch! Move that flea-bitten rig! The roamer came a few paces closer. His mouth opened, a hole in the tangle of beard, but no words came out. Lena could see the back of Casper's neck flush deep red. I said, out of my way! He snatched up his whip and sent the long lash curling out toward the man and snapped it a few feet from his face. The roamer let out a howl. He lurched toward them. All this happened in only a minute or so. Lena's heart was beating wildly. Was this a bandit? Was he going to attack them? She ducked down behind a crate and peered between the slats. Casper raised, Casper raised the whip again. Come any closer and I'll cut you to shreds, he shouted. But before he could lash out, Maddie grabbed his arm. Wait, she said. Casper tried to shake her off, but she yanked at him so hard he lost his balance and sat down again. Why not find out what the man wants before you attack him, she said. 
Casper struggled against her, but she was strong. She managed to wrench the whip out of his hand. Then she jumped down and confronted the other roamer, who had halted just in front of the truck. "'What do you want from us?' she said to him, standing squarely in his path, her hands on her wide hips. "'Why have you stopped us like this?' The roamer backed up a step. He looked at her with his mouth hanging open. He was grubby, Lena saw. His hands and his bare feet were nearly black with dirt. He mumbled something. Maddie bent closer to him. What? He mumbled again. She turned to Casper, who had climbed down from the truck and was approaching with his fists clenched. He says he's out of cakes. She turned back to the man. How long since you've eaten? The man stared at his hands. He had long, filthy fingernails. His fingers twitched. Three days, he croaked. Just crumbs. Three days. Well, said Casper, if you think we're going to supply you with food, you're very mistaken. Surely we can spare a couple of cakes, Maddie said. Casper's face was dark red. We cannot, he said. We are on a special mission, ex special mission, extremely important. We need that food for ourselves, all of it. Lena thought this was unreasonable. He can have one of mine, she said. Casper whirled around. No, he said. You're going to need your strength. You're being ridiculous, said Maddie. But Casper reached out and pushed her. Back in the truck, he said. And you, turning back to the roamer, get your rattle trap out of my way if you want to stay alive. From the roamer came a sound Lena had never heard before from a human being. A hoarse hissing sound, as if he were spitting a stream of fire straight at Casper's face. He did this sound twice, and then he turned away and scuttled back to his truck. He pulled on the ox's traces, and it moved a few feet along, just far enough for Casper to drive his truck past it. Casper yelled at him one more time as he passed, You shouldn't be a roamer if you can't feed yourself. He cracked his whip at the man and drove on. Whoa. What would you guys have done in that situation? Seemed like Casper and Maddie and Lena all had kind of different approaches to it. Lena climbed into a crate and sat with her head on her knees for a while after this. She was horrified by the starving, filthy roamer. How did he come to be in such a state? Was it his own fault? Was he a madman? But Casper could have given him something, couldn't he? Or were they so low on food that losing any of it would really harm them? Her stomach lurched. She felt queasy, but she didn't know if it was hunger or horror at what she had seen. That night, Lena woke up for a moment and heard the oxen making unsettled noises. She heard a creaking sound too, but the sound stopped and she went back to sleep. In the morning, 
Maddie discovered they had been robbed. Well, well, she said, opening the food chest. Look here. What? said Casper, who was wetting his mustache with spit and twisting it into points. Someone's been into our food, said Maddie. I wonder who. Casper jumped to his feet. Into our food? He didn't get much, Maddie said. Just three or four, I'd guess. She put her hand in the chest and felt around. But he left us something. Sputtering with rage, Casper hauled himself up onto the truck. When he looked into the food chest, he let out a string of furious words. Lena crept out from under her blanket and stood up. What is it? she said. What happened? Our friend from yesterday has been for a visit, said Maddie. We wouldn't give him what he wanted, so he took it. And he left something for us, too. Left what? said Lena. Casper was shaking with fury. His face was dark red. Looks like dirt, said Maddie. I think he took what he wanted and dumped a bag of dirt on the rest. She wrinkled her nose. Mm, might be some ox droppings in there, too. The skunk, Casper cried. The miserable rat. In my opinion, said Maddie, you should have given him a couple of cakes in the first place. I didn't ask for your opinion, said Casper. But you're going to get it anyway, said Maddie, suddenly fierce. You turned a crazy old guy into an enemy in less than two minutes. You did it. You've done it over and over. I've seen you. You approach people like an enemy and bam, they turn into one, whether they were to begin with or not. It's my policy to be ready to defend myself, Casper said, scowling, at any moment. Fine, so Mad said Maddie. So now, because of your policy, we're out four cakes instead of two, and we have a lot of dirt on the rest closed the chest and stood up and glared at Casper with a mixture of anger and scorn. If you ask me, making friends is a better defense than making enemies. I didn't ask you, said Casper. On the fourth day, they went uphill hour after hour. The heat was terrible. The only water they found was at the bottom of a deep ravine. All three of them scrambled down, half-stepping and half-sliding, carrying Casper's biggest pots. And, sweating and gasping, they lugged the filled pots back up so that the oxen could drink. Then they went uphill some more. It was late afternoon by the time they came to the top of the ridge. Lena was so tired by that time and so hot that she felt like a boiled vegetable, limp and runny. She was a bit dazed, too, only half awake, and so she was startled when the truck jolted to a stop and she heard sharp exclamations from Casper and Maddie. She jumped down and went around to the front. A tremendous view of land and water lay before her, such, such immense water she had never seen, green-blue glinting in the rays of the late sun white ripples racing across its surface. To her right, it stretched as far as she could see, 
but straight ahead she could see the shore on the other side, green trees covering the ground and hills rising beyond. The bay, said Casper. This means we're almost there. We go around the end of it and then north. When do we get to the city? Lena said. Tomorrow, said Casper. His wide face broke into a grin and he laughed his high, weird laugh. He opened and closed his fingers, stretching and gripping as if he were imagining taking hold of something. We'll be there tomorrow, and then our work begins. Whoa. That was a really interesting chapter in terms of telling us a lot about those three characters and like what makes them them. That response to the starving roamer, wow. Like, I want you guys to think about what do you think about that whole idea of how Casper's like, hey, I got to fight for what I believe in. I, that guy was going to hurt us, so I had, to, I had to just defend myself. But then Maddie says, uh, what was that part? Making friends is a better defense than making enemies. Because she says, you made an enemy of him in two minutes before you even knew if he was an enemy or not. So what is what is your thought on that? Do, is that kind of the way that you approach things? Or what do you think about that whole idea? Because that was fascinating. The next chapter, ooh, we're going to visit Dune in the next chapter. Chapter 17 is called Dune Accused. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, next time. Bye.